Welcome to the Antioch Community Church Podcast. We are a church located in the downtown Birmingham area where we desire to be with and like Jesus and help others do the same for the glory of God. We hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Our reading this afternoon is from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 22 through the end of the chapter. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. For indeed, for it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, it is so good to be with you this afternoon. Um, On a gray day, on a day that I think, uh, as, as David prayed, there are lots of things to be worried about. Lots of things to be sad about. Um, But we get together together today to celebrate Christ. And and that's exactly what this passage is doing. And and it's been building up in Hebrews so far. Uh, We've heard this name, Melchizedek, over and over. Melchizedek. We have, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. We've heard that chapter 5, and then at the end of chapter 6, we get to draw near to God in the inner place through this high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so my question for us on a sad, gray, heavy-hearted day is what in the world does Melchizedek have to do with my hope? What does Melchizedek have to do with the hope of Jews in Italy, of Jewish Christians in Italy, right after Christ? Why does Melchizedek matter to us? And so today that's going to be our first question to answer as we consider Jesus. But let's pray as we approach the word. Lord, I I thank you so much. Lord, that you have gathered us into a body. Lord, that you have made your church. And Lord, that you are mindful of us. Lord, that in your inspiring this word in Hebrews, you had Antioch Church on your mind. Lord, that humbles us today. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give us ears to hear and give us eyes to see you in your word today, that we might be able to walk with you, that we might be able to follow you. 
Lord, we need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So before we consider Jesus today, I would like us to consider Melchizedek. We're going to consider Melchizedek because after all, we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. We have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek shows up for the first time in Scripture in Genesis 14. Abram has just won a battle against Chedorlaomer, right? However you say that, Chedorlaomer. And he has a bunch of kings with him, and they go and they conquer Sodom and Gomorrah, and they take Lot, who is a family member of Abram, who is the, the founding patriarch of Israel. And so they take his, his family member Lot and all the people that are with him, and they take him away and they make him prisoners. And so Abram hears about this, and he says, no, you're not going to take my people. right? And so he gathers up all of his fighting men, all the men that are with him that are able to fight, and they go and they chase them down and they conquer them. And they take back Lot and all his possessions and all the people that were with him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, pops up this guy named Melchizedek. And all it tells us about him is that his name's Melchizedek, he's the king of Salem, and that he's a priest of the Most High God. And so he comes up to Abraham, Abram, Abraham, and he comes up to him and he blesses him. He blesses him in the name of the Most High God. The same God that has called Abraham out of his homeland is the same God that Melchizedek is a priest of. Now, we don't really know how that works. I mean, how does this guy even know, G- or know Yahweh? How does he know him? How has he heard about him? We don't get any of that, but we do see that he's a priest of the Most High God. And so he blesses Abram. And then Abram does this really weird thing. He gives him a tenth of all his possessions to Melchizedek. He gives him an offering. And then Melchizedek disappears. We don't hear anything else about him. And so why in the world are we thinking about Melchizedek here in Hebrews 7? And that's because David, the psalmist, when he writes in Psalm 110, 110, we get a mention of Melchizedek. He hasn't been talked about in the rest of the Old Testament, and yet David, the king after God's own heart, when he's prophesying about the future Messiah, he calls him a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. It's what's quoted here in this chapter. In verse 17, it says, For it is witnessed of him, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And then later on in verse 21, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. So I think we can learn a few things from this. One, the author of Hebrews is using Scripture to interpret Scripture. So we can see this and realize maybe this is a good rule of thumb when we come to Scripture That we can use Scripture to understand the rest of Scripture. Because otherwise, why would we even talk about Melchizedek? 
He pops on the scene for a second, but now we're able to understand what we see in Genesis 14. So what is it? We have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Those of you who know me well know that I read very slowly. Uh, If I get in a book and I'm really excited about it, it's going to take at least a month for me to finish this book, right? And that's one reason growing up I hated reading, because it was just so slow. My sister would finish a book in two days. I would finish a book in like two years. Um, And it was really depressing and demoralizing. But in middle school, I picked up a series that I had never read before, The Chronicles of Narnia. And I realized most people read these books in like, I don't know, first grade. But I was an eighth grader. um, And I was like, man, these are good. Uh, I've read like two of them now. Um, But I was reading these books, and I remember getting to The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Um, And it's it's just an awesome book, because one, boats are cool, and then, you know... That, that part's great, but you get this adventure. It's a journey. And towards the end of the book, um, there's this like building anticipation um, because the characters are getting closer to Aslan's country, right? And they start to sense joy and peace. And they start to get excited as they get closer and closer to Aslan's country. And, and then they stop on the edge of Aslan's country so that he can enter into his country. And he looks at Lucy and he tells Lucy not to worry because, Lucy, I am known by a different name in your land. I I am in your land too, Lucy. Don't worry. I'm not just in Narnia. I'm also in your home. And I remember being like, Oh my goodness, it's God! It's God! Like, this is so good, C.S. Lewis. And so, like, little eighth grade me is pumped. And so, of course, I run to my friend and, like, I'm like, dude, I'm reading this book. And he's like, wait, you read? And I'm like, well, I just started, but dude. So, so I tell him, I'm like, you know, it's the end of the book and, like, they're about to go and Aslan's going to his country, but he's going to be in their country too, in their home. And he's like, whoa, like, I wonder, I wonder if like, you'll find out in the next book like, where he's going to go. And I was like, no, dude, it's God. Like C.S. Lewis is telling us it's God. And so what I want us to see from Hebrews 7 is that Melchizedek is pointing us to a better king. He's pointing us to the king of righteousness. He's pointing us to the king of peace. And it's amazing because God wrote this story. God wrote this story in reality that Melchizedek, this real dude that lived, is supposed to point us. He popped on the scene for a few hours with Abram And yet, what we get is the anticipation of a coming king. Of a coming king. See, we have a great high priest 
after the order of Melchizedek. So what is it about Melchizedek that points us to Christ? What is it about Melchizedek that makes us consider Jesus? So, thinking back to Genesis 14, but also looking at the beginning of Hebrews 7, we see that Melchizedek, he's the king of Salem. Melchizedek, his name literally means king of righteousness. Melchizedek, king of righteousness. He's the king of Salem. He's the king of peace. He's a priest of the Most High God. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither the beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God who continues a priest forever. He points us to a better king. He points us to a king that lives forever. See, we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. What else? Why do we need a king that stands forever? Why do we need a king after the order of Melchizedek? Because the priests after the order of Levi were not able to do what we needed them to do. Verse 11, Now if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, what further need would there be for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek? As Kevin said a few weeks ago, Moses can only get us so far. He can't take us to the promised land. Levi, the priesthood, cannot take us to the promised land. It was weakened Because it was people like you and me. We needed a new kind of priest. And who is that priest? Verse 22, this makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. See, we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Because of that, we are able to draw near to God forever. Because we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek, we are able to draw near to God forever. Verse 23, the former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. See, we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek because he lives forever. What does Melchizedek point to? It points to a priest who stands resurrected, alive today. A priest that you can look to right now who is alive, who continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost. He is able to save completely. He is able to save at all times. Those who draw near to God through him. See, we need a Savior who's alive. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Lassie, 
right? But when Lassie saves people, right? You know, little Johnny boy is in the well. Well, oh man, I sounded southern for a second. In the, in the well. Uh, if little Johnny boy or Timmy is in the well, right? It doesn't work very well if Lassie's not alive. Lassie can't save him, right? We can't be saved by a dead God. We can't be saved by a dead priest. We need a priest who stands alive today. And I tell you that Christ is resurrected and He stands alive for you today. Consequently, He is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through Him since He always lives to make intercession for them. I don't know if today you come heavy-hearted, heavy from fear, heavy from sin, heavy from shame, heavy from feeling accused. Revelation 12.10 tells us that there is an accuser that stands day and night to accuse the saints before the throne of God. But I have good news for us. Christ stands alive today. Christ stands alive yesterday. Christ stands alive tomorrow to intercede on your behalf to the Lord. Romans 8 tells us that He gives us His Spirit and His Spirit groans with us and intercedes for us. When we don't have the words to pray, when we don't know what to say to God, Christ stands interceding for you. See, it's good news because we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. We are able to draw near to God forever. Forever. He stands alive today for you to draw near. For me to draw near. He intercedes for us He's a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek because he stands forever. But he's also a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek because he stands outside of the Levitical system. Because he stands outside of the law. See, Jesus' genealogy does not come from the tribe of Levi. The law says that to be a priest, he has to be from the tribe of Levi. But we needed something better. We needed someone better. We needed a better covenant. And so, Melchizedek, a dude that was not even in the family of Abram, is seen as a high priest to the Most High God. Now, we get a better priest after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 26, For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Christ is unlike any other priest to ever live. See, the problem was, The priests were sinning. The problem was they were broken. They had to offer sacrifices for their own sin. But Christ 
is holy and innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. This is a priest unlike any priest that could come from the tribe of Levi. Verse 27, He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily first for his own sin and then for those of the people since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. Christ offered up himself for us. He was the perfect sacrifice that no other priest could be. Even if a priest of Levi had wanted to give himself for us, it would have been meaningless. Only Christ was able to live the life that was needed for our payment. And He did it. And He gave Himself up for us. We have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And because of that, we are able to draw near to God forever. Christ offered up Himself. And he completely satisfied the wrath of God. He completely paid the punishment that sin deserved. He completely paid the price of our shame and gave us a place of honor. And then he rose from the grave and stood up at the right hand of God. It is finished. It is complete. This is our great high priest. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priest, but the word of oath which came later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. See, Christ stands outside of the Levitical system because Christ is perfect. Christ is perfect. He is the perfect high priest. He is the perfect sacrifice. He stands complete forever on our behalf. So how is it that it's good news that Christ is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek? It's good news because he stands forever. He's alive right now. And he was the perfect sacrifice that we needed. See, Melchizedek, though he was a king of righteousness, though he was a king of peace, though he was a priest of the Most High God, he was not the ultimate of those things. He was not the perfect of those things. He was not the forever of those things. But he did point to something better. He pointed to the best king of righteousness. He pointed to the best king of peace. And he pointed to the priest of the Most High God. And it is because we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek that we are able to draw near to God forever. And one day, one day, because of Christ's sacrifice, because of His intercession for us, we will be able to stand with God forever. 
Just as Christ has been our high priest and stands forever, we will stand with God forever and we will get to live under the kingship of the true King of Righteousness. In a world that will be at peace, there will no longer be rumors of war. There will no longer be shame. There will no longer be sin because of this high priest who gave himself and who intercedes for us right now. So why does the writer of Hebrews write this letter? He urges us. He urges us to hold fast to this hope that Christ is alive right now. He is standing and interceding on your behalf right now. No matter what you come to Him with, He has hope for you. And we long for a better day when we will get to see this King fully, in full righteousness, in full peace. We'll have no more need of intercession We'll get to see him face to face. See, Christ has given us a reminder of this sacrifice, has given us a reminder of the good news of him as our high priest, of him being our intercessor, of him being the one that stands forever. And that reminder is the table. And so, in a few moments, we're going to get to partake in communion. And be reminded of the good news of Christ. And be reminded of His sufficient sacrifice on our behalf. And be reminded that we do in fact have a great high priest. And His name is Jesus. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took the cup and He poured it out and He said, This is my blood spilled for you. Drink it in remembrance of me. And he, and he took the bread and He broke it. And this is my body broken for you. And so, as we take these elements, let us remember, let us remember that we do, in fact, have a great high priest. And it's good news that we have a great high priest after the order of Melchizedek because We are able to draw near to God because He stands forever and He is the perfect high priest. Let's pray. Lord, Lord, we need You. Lord, we need to just be reminded, um, be reminded of Your your grace um, and your, your good news that You did in fact come and put on flesh that we might know You and that You gave Yourself that we might know You. And so Lord, um, I thank You um, for the bread and the juice, Lord, that we would be reminded of Your, um, your sacrifice today. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. We are so glad you joined us today. If you would like to stay connected with us, visit our website at antiochbhm.com, where you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. If you have any questions about today's message, or would like to speak with someone about what was shared today, 
please email us at info at antiochbhm.com. Go in peace.